You are listening to You Should Write a Book with Camille Pagan. I'm Camille, a certified coach, the best-selling author of 10 books, and the founder of Even Better Co. Each week, I coach aspiring to establish authors on how to write books, actually enjoy the process, and create even better writing careers. Hi, Tracy. So good to see you. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much. What would you like coaching on today? Well, um, my next project that I'm doing, I've got a book that's out on query, but I've got another book that I'm trying to rework. Okay. It's three points of view. And I've, I've never done that before. Mm-hmm. And I, so I'm looking for help with that. Okay. Tell me more. So how are you feeling about how it's going so far? Um, well, you know, un- unlike everybody else, I always loved my first drafts. <laughs> I do too. You're okay. <laughs> so, uh, but I've gone back and I've re- recognized that the timeline is not jiving with each woman's timeline works independently, but I would be going back and forth in, in dates. In okay. Time. So I didn't, you know, I didn't think that was a very good thing to I think that would be confusing for the readers to be in September and then suddenly they're two years ago in another character. So you've written a whole draft and now you're revising. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So I want you to put on your reader cap for a minute. Okay. Because we are really our best first readers. What would you like to see in a book? Three points of view. What would make sense for you? Well, I would like them to be loosely connected, but it wouldn't bother me if it's, I didn't know the connection until later. Mm-hmm. Um, I want, I, I always like my books to have humor. Mm-hmm, me too. So I would, I would want that. And then I would want um, each person's story to be, uh, unique for them to each have a unique voice. Mm-hmm. Great. Do you yeah. feel like you pulled that off so far? I think so. Um, there are different ages and different stages. So I, I think that I've, think that I've done that. Okay. So that's big. I always say that the one thing that you really can't teach in writing is voice and your own writer's voice, but also character voices, right? You have them or you don't. And that's not to say you can't learn. You do that through practice. But if you have that piece, that's really crucial. Now, I will tell you that I just went through my own proofreads on my 10th book. And my timeline was bonkers. I had to go (laughs) fix it all. (laughs) Oh, yeah. God bless proofreaders because it was all over the place. And I was like, oh, right. So you can't jump in time from, you know. (laughs) day two to day nine, that doesn't make sense. (laughs) So some of it will be cleaned up later. But when we talk about your preference, and I really want you to think about what works for you, anytime we try to please the quote unquote market or other people, it just doesn't work out as well. And I don't really know why. Yeah. But so far, it sounds like you're connected to the story and you like it. Mm -hmm. So, uh uh-huh, go ahead. Uh, I like that they're very different ages and um, what was I going to say? 
<laughs> I like that they're different ages. That's what I like. And I like um, that each of their stories is interesting to me. It's they're different, but they're all interesting. I don't have one character that I like a whole lot better than another character. Mm-hmm. I thought about trimming it down and I thought, oh, I really don't want to do without her. You know? Yeah. I really like all three of them. So if they're loosely connected, tell me how that corresponds to the timeline issues as you see them. Okay. Well, uh, one story is that she's a late twenties and she had this big break. She, she's in media journalist had a big break. And then it turns out the big break was, uh, a false story that somebody had been feeding her. Oh yeah. that's good. She just loses it. And it gets out of the field and, and, but she starts a blog and it's, it's called, that's what I'm afraid of mm-hmm. because she started to deal with all these anxieties. And it's sort of like the person who gets everything the doctor suggests, you know, they oh, yeah. get it. So um, she constantly is getting a new anxiety, a new, a new thing to be afraid of. And then the, the next woman is, she seems like she's got it all together. She's got the fancy house and all, but she desperately wants a baby. Mm-hmm. And, but then when she gets pregnant, her husband leaves, mm-hmm. just, just disappears. And so she's left dealing with his parents who are crazy. Then um, the third woman is the empty nest person. Her, her last of her kids have just gone off to college and she is struggling to find, she's always been the mom and she's struggling find you know her identity so all three of them right now are bloggers okay but um i didn't know if if blogging was a good thing to keep them on or if i should make them podcasts if that's more current but um in a way i wouldn't even worry about that okay because it's such a small detail you could you could go either way it's totally fine Okay. Um, people definitely still do blog. I know I have one on my site. I know lots of people <laughs> who literally do that as a living. Yeah. So that exists. Podcasts are definitely, you know, we're having one right now. We're on one. So yeah. But I'm more interested in when we look at the timeline, wanting to go back to reader mode. So if their timelines aren't quite syncing, do you feel as a reader that's a problem? Well, it wasn't for me as I read it through the first time, but mm-hmm. when when my critique group looked at it, it it, it was for them. Mm-hmm. Tell me the easiest way to remedy that. Well, make them all find those, go by the same timeline, I guess. Yeah. What does your brain offer you when you think about that? Well, I'm not sure. I seem to be resisting it a little Mm -hmm. bit. Yeah. Oh, I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) For those of you listening, we're face to face as we're recording this. So I can see Tracy's face and she's got (laughs) resistance on it. Beautiful resistance. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Why do you think you're resisting it? Is it the work or is it the story? Because those are two very different things. Well, that's a good question. I think that the... um, I want it to be readable and not confusing. So I, you know, I, I, I want that clarity. Yeah. But, um, but each of the stories that I have are just so fun the way they are that it hurts me to think about trying to pad in some other oh, stuff. Okay. Okay. So here is the issue. Your brain is telling you that 
resolving this is going to sacrifice quality and will require padding. And I would just take that thought, kind of recognize that it's there Mm -hmm. and question it. Is that actually true? Okay. What do you think? You mean? Do you really think that you will sacrifice or require be required to pad in order to bring this clarity by streamlining the timeline? Well, I think that I'm aware that it could come off as padding. Mm -hmm. And so I want to come up with something that's original enough and and as the same quality as the other that Mm -hmm. I've written. I don't want to sacrifice that quality like you were saying. So maybe I just haven't given enough thought to what those, what that new information that I would be putting in would be that would make it interesting enough to, for me to like it. Yeah. It's very streamlined and that's how I tend to write. Yeah. I don't, I don't tend to think of fixing timelines as a potential padding. So I would kind of sit with that and really question when we have these thoughts, they feel like truth. But when we can kind of step away for a minute, you might even journal on this in the morning. Is it true that I would actually have to pad? I would argue, Tracy, that just by being cognizant of this as a potential issue, the answer is going to be no. Okay. But I think originality can be a trap. And I'm sure some people will deeply disagree with me. I think that you're already, and P.S., I've read one of Tracy's books. I think you're inherently original. I don't know that we have to go looking for original every time. Okay. Because we are. Voice, again, cannot be taught. And that is your most original thing. Also, every idea, even though we could say there are no new ideas under the sun, and that might be true, we put Mm -hmm. our spin on them and that's original. Mm -hmm. Have I seen three, you know, female characters who all are doing the same profession of some thing that are tied together in a way that we don't know until later? No, I haven't. It's original. So I would just question that too. Okay. Like, is it original enough as it is? Right. And I think there's an opportunity to set an intention here. Really think about yourself as a reader and then think about your readers and ask, what do they most want? Mm -hmm. They, I. What do I and they most value in a story? And then look to do more of that. So I feel like as writers, we're so often looking for the flaws and That's what society tells us to do. It's what well-meaning agents and editors tell us to do. Mm -hmm. I want you to really think about doing more of what you're good at. Okay. All right. I like that advice. Yeah. What can I ask you what you what what your goal is when you write for your reader? I want to laugh and cry every time. And if I'm not doing that, I know the book is not working. Okay. And I'm not saying every one of my readers will have that same experience, but I know if I'm having it. Mm-hmm. It ups the odds that they will too. Right. Yeah. I want to streamline like you. I don't, I personally don't really want to have a huge story if it can be told in less space. So I think about that too. I don't ever want to waste a reader's time. Not everyone, I mean, not anyone, no one wants to waste time for their readers, but not everyone has those same goals when writing. Right. Yeah. What do you think you're trying to create with this one? What kind of mood? I think fiction's a mood. So what's the mood you're creating? Uh, the mood I'm creating is um, <clears throat> hopeful, hopefulness. Yeah. You know, to move, to be able to move from a place that's hard to a place where you've changed, you, you re- you've looked at things again in a different way and you recognize 
you know, Hey, I like this part too. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So think about that. How do I put more hope in this book? Okay. Not how do I avoid padding? I just don't think you'll do it. Right. Okay. It's like, you know, it's just being, having that worry means that it's so unlikely to actually happen. Your brain is already filtering for it. It's already screening for it. Mm -hmm. So I'd think like, how can I put more hope in here? How can I have more humor? Yeah. Yeah. I'll read it. I love both of those things in a book. Okay. Good deal. So good. Great to chat with you. Good to talk with you too. I appreciate this opportunity. Yeah, me too. Want to get coached on this podcast? Visit evenbetter.co. That's evenbetter.co to sign up and to learn more about how you can create an even better career as an author. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to leave a brief review. Thanks so much for listening.